I didn't know there was a National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum. I don't even know where it's at. Kirby, is that something that's necessary in the world? Doc, the, the National yes, Bobblehead Hall of Fame? Yes, 100%. Okay. 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 And now I have a new goal in life. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to episode number 198 of Unscripted. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the field marshal of face masks, the one and only <laughs> Dr. Fauci. No, Dr. Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the hell are you, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I, you know, I would say that I wish I was Dr. Fauci, but that's not true at all. I do not, I do not want the sense of responsibility that that guy has. Uh, but I'm doing well, just trying to, you know, keep things rolling on my end, make sure I'm productive and sane. Yeah. How about you, buddy? I'm doing good. Um, as you can see, I'm now working out of my home office. So kind of, mm -hmm. for the most part, completed the move out of what used to be Promo Corner South. So I'll be working out of the house. Um, going forward. So getting used to that, everybody at home's getting used to me being here. So uh, <laughs> that's uh, always interesting, but uh, I think things are good. You know what else is good, Kirby? What's that, Bill? Thank you so much for knowing to ask. That would be our good pals over at Next Level Apparel. You know, it wasn't about reinventing the wheel, Kirby. It was about revolutionizing it. Nice. In, in this year, Next Level has transformed the industry's tubular tee by combining art and science to create the 1800 unisex ideal heavyweight tee. And you know what their vision was, Kirby? It was to create a tubular tee that offered elevated fit, made of that soft fabric I know you love, and everyday function inspired by streetwear, skatewear, surfwear, and workwear. And I know how much you love, love that soft fabric. Yeah. Again, again, I think it's changed the way that we go to market as an industry, really. Yeah. Um, when you kind of go from, hey, we're doing this promotional tee that are fine. They have a place. Right. Um, but uh, they're not the ones that you want to wear all the time. And Next Level has that for sure. They really do. And every cut, every thread, every person has come together at Next Level to make this durable heavyweight cotton tee the new benchmark in streetwear fit and workwear function. You don't want to miss out on this tee. So go ahead and visit nextlevelapparel.com. You won't be sorry you did. Now, Kirby, are you ready to broadcast at a cotton face mask level today? <laughs> That, that's about that's about all I'm going to guarantee, my friend. That, well, um, I will take it, as will our audience. I want to thank you for having the courage to actually broadcast without a face mask. Yeah. Well, again, I'm in right. the room by myself, so. All right, I've got a couple topics. I'm going to start off with one, and then and then go. One okay. is we're actually so we had a, again with the move for whatever reason we have a little bit of technical difficulties this morning with the podcast service we normally use. So it might sound a little different than normal, but I think we'll be okay. Yep. But we use, for the video part of this, we use Zoom, which obviously a lot of people who have never heard of Zoom a month ago are yeah. all Zoomed up. Yeah. So I was, did, did some research, Kirby, because that's what I do. As I always tell people, it, look, it takes a lot of work to appear as unprepared as I am for this podcast. <laughs> so in December of 2019, Zoom had 10 million meeting participants. Okay. okay. Guess how many they had in March? I, um, meeting participants, meeting participants. Uh, yes. so they had 10 million, 10 million in December. Oh gosh. I, I'm going to take a shot, but a hundred, 200 million in March. <laughs> <laughs> 
that so is obviously not a good. surprise actually no so obviously they've experienced exponential growth yep but now there's a problem mm-hmm. and i'm sure you've heard about this huge huge security issues with zoom so there's something called zoom bombing where uninvited attendees break into and disrupt meetings with hate-filled or pornographic content maybe from Pornhub, something you're <laughs> fairly familiar with from the other night um so that's been apparently happening quite a bit does that concern you because i know you're using zoom with your team yeah um it does. I think it was interesting. I saw an article where the CEO came out and said I'd made a mistake um, and sort of owned the security piece. I will tell you, uh, logging in today, there were different um, measures already. Um, they've made an update that uh, where you have to, I had to actually let you into the meeting as opposed to you just showing up. Yeah. Uh, I, I tend to think that I tend to trust CEOs when they come out and own a mistake quickly. Yeah. That is something that I, like, I just find that if people address things quickly, they tend to, I don't know, go away is the right thing, but those are the organizations I find myself trusting. I think, you know, so many times we have, we understand the reality that problems happen regardless of industry. And those folks who kind of get out in front of it and go, Oh yeah, we see that it's an issue and we are doing what we can to address it. Those are the ones I trust. I, I, I do not trust the ones that say everything's fine. Don't. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, you got to get from saying, you know, we screwed up here. Yeah. And even though things are moving fast and faster, you know, as Paul Bellantone likes to say, the the pace of change is, will never be as slow as it is today. Yeah. Um, things are moving so exponentially fast, especially as we are living in this weird bubble boy new normal uh, for the time being. And everybody's leveraging an online platform for video meetings, for some sort of human interaction and connection. I think there has to be some grace for, uh, for you know, security issues because they weren't ready for this many people, certainly. Yeah. But then to, like you said, to get out in front of it and say, hey, you know what? We, we screwed up and here's what we're doing because you can't argue with that. You can't argue with someone who accepts full responsibility <laughs> yeah. for their actions, yeah. except, you know, there are people who do that and I've seen it happen. I, I've yeah. seen, you know, I've, I've seen it happen where people give an honest apology, explain what happened, explain how it won't happen again. And the offended party decides to still hold a grudge. That's, <laughs> that's a problem too. So, but from a CEO's perspective, absolutely. You get out in front of it, you apologize, you say, I'm sorry messed up here's the steps we're taking and uh, hopefully it won't happen again yeah and the reality of it is i mean the the overall explosion so we actually use you know there's zoom google hangouts microsoft teams uber conference there's a there's a bunch there's a bunch yeah uber conference is what we've kind of kept using with our Mm -hmm. team just because we already had the login and that's what we were doing but zoom is has become the the go-to it feels like and it is I, i can't imagine and, and by the way, they're doing this all at a time when they probably can't be in rooms together either. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So, so it's, it's crazy. I, I, I wish I would have had some, some uh, stock in zoom about three months ago, for sure. Don't we all, don't yeah. we all. All right, Kirby, you got a topic for us? Yeah. So speaking of working remote, yes, uh, you and I are both big football fans. We are. Um, and the NFL has decided that they are going to go with their NFL draft. Yep. I think it is it next week or the week after, but it's soon. Uh, it is two weeks from the day we record. So I think it's the 23rd of that April. Sounds right. Yeah. Yep. So the 23rd and they are going to be the doing 22nd, like this that. 
all remote for the mm-hmm. first time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, NFL has essentially banned everybody from the facilities across uh, the country. And so they are going to be doing this and they're doing it without, um, you know, a lot of in, in-person meetings, without the, a lot of NFL pro days, but more importantly, the idea of they're going to have to make decisions on the fly on using technology. Right. So number one, how do you think that's going to work? Do you think it will work? And number two, despite that, and you know, they've, they've made the spectacle of it the yeah. last several years. They're obviously not going to be doing yeah. that either. No. So, so number one, do you think it's going to work? And number two, are you still looking forward to it? So good questions, Kirby. I'm glad you asked. So I, I first of all, I think, well, look, the NFL is kind of a, we're going to do whatever we're going to do. Um, screw everybody else. And not in a, necessarily a bad way. I think it's good that they're going ahead with the draft because they can do it in such a way that the they're adhering to social distancing guidelines they are being responsible with it. And in many ways, probably setting an example, you know, yeah, um, I, agree. I think it'll be interesting to see Andy Reid in his basement, um, you know, Jerry Jones in his uh, cider room full of spiced meats or whatever he's going to be in. <laughs> so um, I, I think that'll be interesting. So I actually am glad they're going through with it because it does feel some normalcy yeah. um, that, hey, there's this thing and we can make it happen. And, and again, we, we've talked about this a couple of times on the podcast with the current situation we're in, we're seeing creativity. How can we do what we want to do? How can we do what we normally do, but maybe tweak it in such a way where it's safe? We're not uh, putting anybody at risk, but we can still go through with it. So I actually, I actually like it. Um, I don't remember the second part of your question. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. No, if you, if you, if you're going to like it, great. And number two, if it's going to work. Oh, I think Um, it'll work. I think it'll work. I think that's probably where you'll see the zoom bombing and all sorts of stuff. (laughs) I I think, I think, I don't know if they're using zoom or not. Um, No, I think it'll work. I think it'll be, I, I, you know, again, not knowing all the logistics. um, I do know it sounds like, because in the past ESPN and the NFL network have had competing broadcasts of the draft my understanding is that they're actually going to come together um and brought but but i don't know if that's done yet a done deal yet i know they've been talking about it um i think it'll work i mean look we look all the things we've made work and and we're not nearly as bright as a lot of the the sharp minds in uh in uh, new york at the NFL offices. Now that's, that's the, that's still the colliery of all this. New York is still the epicenter of this whole thing in our country. Mm. And if, uh, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to pull it off in the New York area. My understanding is they're going to go up to Connecticut and do whatever the broadcast is. So I, I don't know. I think it'll work. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking for, forward to some sort of normalcy. Uh, we went to the draft last year uh, when it was in Nashville. Um, I took my kids um, and it was, a lot of people like the thought of being around that much many people normally creeps me out not really creeps me out so i hope it works i hope it works for them yeah i think i'm i'm with you number one i think i'm looking forward to just the, actually to be fair the nfl during this period of time has given us some sense just with doing their their free agency there's yeah. something to talk about which is cool yeah. number two i think it it does provide something interesting and and let's face it mm-hmm. like this is the national uh, broadcast of picking teams. Yes. So the idea that if they can't make this work, 
fairly major eye roll. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. Remember, it's, it's not so long ago that it was held in a ballroom at the Marriott Marquis in Manhattan. Yeah. And each team had a table with a little helmet football phone on it. Yeah. And they call up to the commissioner and say, we're going to pick blah, blah, blah. So it, they'll pull it off. Yeah. They'll pull it off. I, I, think the, I think the question is, will they make it compelling? Yeah. Make it watch, will they make it watchable? Yeah. I'm sure they yeah, I think they will. And I think the idea that this is a, a time that, again, there's so many things when it comes to business, whether it's the NFL, whether it's the promo industry, yeah. we're living, we're, we're blessed, really, despite the fact that this is happening. Mm-hmm. We have tools now to deal with it that we just didn't have 15 years ago. So. Right. And I think they'll still have the famous people come and introduce, you know, the draft picks because, you know, people, again, they get in their offices Everybody's got a bookshelf behind them, except for you and me. We're the only ones that clearly don't have bookshelves behind us. Yeah. Uh, and, mine's and right there. So, yeah, well, mine's over here. Yeah. And I could show you. I'm not going to prove it to you. <laughs> All right, Curry, good call. Good topic, good topic. All right, so I was on the Facebook yesterday, if you're familiar with Facebook. I've heard of the social media platform. And, and uh, there was an interesting comment from Brian Jolin. And I don't know if you saw this. And I just kind of want to get your take on this. <laughs> And it was here, here it is. I'm just going to read it and let's discuss. How do other professionals feel about suppliers and distributors who are suddenly pushing masks on a daily basis, especially when they never sold them previously and their social media posts were previously once a week at most and never about anything medical, but now they're pushing masks every day. I understand the need to survive and get sales to sustain your, to sustain your company. However, it just feels somewhat predatory as well. I'm like, wow. Uh, very, a lot, lot in there. There's a lot to unpack, as the kids would say. Yeah. Um, and I'd like. I, I'm. I'm happy to give you my opinion on this first, if you'd like, or if you'd want to go. Um, I mean, I can. I, it's. I think it's a. It's a challenge. Yeah. Um, it's a. I think it's a challenge that many of us are struggling. So, just in the interest of transparency, I got a call um, from a friend who mm-hmm. was not in the industry, but got their hands on 300 million. Uh, was it? KN95 masks yep. from 3M, mm-hmm. okay? Yep. 300 million of them. Mm-hmm. And they said that, look, I, I, I sell into the healthcare industry. Right. Would, you know, would you be interested? And I really struggled with, despite the fact that it was a real opportunity. Yeah. Number one, it felt a little bit like, oh, I have this friend in Nigeria. Because um, all of a sudden, this guy in Ohio has all these masks. Um, and I landed on, okay, I'm not going to post it to social media per se. And this was just my decision. Yeah. I am going to reach out to specific people in, the, in those clients and see if right. they have a need. And to be honest, I even then went, look, this is, not, this is outside of what we normally do. Right. I will just connect you. Right. Um, but I, I don't know that I – there have been many times, and long story short, by the way, no, FEMA okay. took all of those. Yeah, well, and as they should have. Right, 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 right. Right. But so, so the, the opportunity, as it were, sort of went away. But I was like, it was an interesting opportunity, but I've worked mm-hmm. really hard to build a brand that's around yeah. this other thing. And I struggled going back. That, that being said, if I had an opportunity to help one of my clients by getting them, then I think it's totally appropriate. And so that's, I, I, I understand the challenge. I, I do too. And I think you, you hit on something that I, I, I agree with here. It's the, the concept of help. If you can help people and get them masks because they need it. Yeah. I think that's great. I think, you know, to me, I kind of, if a lot of this feels like profiteering, 
I've got this secret source for masks and let's see if I can sell them because people are panic buying right now and understandably so, but everything going on is very scary. Um, You know, it's completely changed our lives. And, and so I think there, I think it's, it's very touchy issue. Um, Especially if you're not selling into that sector normally and you don't, you don't, not, not a lot of, not a lot of uh, uh, requests for logo KN95 masks in our industry before now there are, right? but, but they're all blank anyway. But I don't know. I just thought it was a very interesting um, view. And it reminded me of, you know, it's all the, we, we joke about Facebook. I love how all the political experts six months ago are now uh, COVID-19 experts. Right. No. And, and I think, I think there's a, there's an opportunity to help and serve mm-hmm. and there's an opportunity to line your pockets. And, and to me, and then the, real quick, and, and yeah. don't forget what you're going to say. The other thing is how do you know that they're actually KN95 masks? Right. How does anybody a- really know that? And so I see a lot of people rushing to sell things that are hopefully helpful and hopefully save lives and, and, and do those things. But I think you're opening up yourself for a whole bunch of potential litigation down the road. Yeah. So here's the thing that kind of pops into my head, though. And I think you and I have had this conversation, but, you know, the last few weeks have been a bit of a blur. Mm -hmm. Um, So one of the things that I think many people in our industry are is mm-hmm. we're, the, we're the guy or gal who can get things. Right? Correct. Uh, yeah, I, I you're, I, you're the, the red from Shawshank Redemption would be what you would say. Yeah. And so I, I'm, I'm reminded of a story. That, so my father was in the promo industry. He was a salesperson. Right. And his biggest right. client, he said, look, I, I, I convinced them that I could get them anything. Right. And so literally he told me the story of when one of the administrative assistants at this company called and said, we need five trash bag, trash mm-hmm. baskets. Mm-hmm. And he went to the local Walmart or whatever, got them, took mm-hmm. them to her and invoiced her because he didn't want her calling anyone else. Yeah. And so I think in, in this moment, my pushback would be, you, we sell, like, I'm not necessarily the biggest person on writing instruments, but by God, right. that's what my clients want. And so- sure. So in this moment, I think we have an opportunity to just be the guy who or yeah. gal that gets those things. So, okay. no, great. It's it's an interesting topic. It's a touchy yeah. one. Let's yeah. be honest. It's a yeah. touchy one, but I think it's all imperative for all of us to realize. Look, in our rush to help, let's make sure we're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. 100%. You know who does things? You know who does things always for the right reasons, Kirby? Who's that, Bill? Oh, that'd be our good strong pals over at Tervis. That's right. You know, we talked about the stainless line. I've been drinking out of my Tervis stainless steel here this morning. Drinking out of that. Nice. <laughs> so cold so cold um got to keep that vodka cold this time of the morning um but i want to talk about that classic line curvy you know it's been around since 1946 it's that sleek style that makes for the perfect perfect active and on-the-go lifestyle and look i'm going to keep looking at the camera and i'm going to pick reach up here and i'm going to grab dang it i had to look Here's a service right here. Here's a service classic line right there from Promo MBA we did in San Diego. Um, it's the original double wall uh, insulated drinker. It keeps cold drinks cold, reduces condensation. And it's ma- backed by that made for life guarantee. Available in several sizes, wine glass, both stemmed and stemless, 10 ounce wavy, 16 ounce mug, the 16 and 24 ounce tumblers, the 24 ounce water bottle, and your favorite Kirby, the sippy cup. Made from Triton plastic here in America, lifetime warranty, dishwasher safe, microwave safe, and always, always, always.
BPA-free. So if you're interested in learning more, why wouldn't you be? Head over to servicepromos.com. Kirby, you got another topic for us? I do. Uh, so really quickly, um, obviously with this change and with the promo show and all the stuff that's going on, you are yep. doing a lot more uh, content. You are I am. out there a lot. And yep. so I'm curious. So, and I'll, I'll tie it to myself in, in the sense that when I decided to write uh, a blog every day, yeah, my concern is, okay, I'm going to run out of topics. I'm going to run out of things mm-hmm. to say. Um, but on the other side, all of a sudden, my brain started constantly looking at things mm-hmm. as potential content sources. So I'm curious to know how it's happened for you. Are you, yeah. are you running out of stuff to say? And, and I don't think there's a wrong answer here. Or, or are you like, no, I'm, I, now all of a sudden I'm seeing opportunities everywhere. What, what do you? My brain's always worked the way you just kind of described. I, I, I see things probably a little, hopefully a little different than other people. And that helps me create content that's compelling. At least that's my hope. That's for other people to judge. But that's what I aspire to. Let's put it that way. So I, I have always looked at things and, and found uh, connections to whether it's business or marketing or sales or whatever it is. So it's, I, I always look at it that way. I, I, my only concern with all the content I'm creating is that people get sick of hearing from me quite mm. candidly. Uh, I get tired of the sound of my own voice, believe it or not. I do. But in this time, I think it's important to create content maybe now more than ever yeah. because you're uh, entertaining people, maybe educating them, giving people a distraction. People have a little more time on their hands because business isn't going as strongly as we we want it to go. Um, And it's an opportunity to create different types of connections. So I've been working on different uh, avenues and trying to figure out, okay, how can we produce um, some live content every day or or pretty close to live content every day? Um, And and that's, it's a lot of work. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's a lot of work as I, I do joke, you know, it takes, it takes me a long time to look super unprepared for this podcast. Um, and it's, it's the same with, with the other stuff that we're doing. So I, I look at it as uh, how do I, it's like a public service at this point. I just right. feel like it, it's necessary. And I've gotten some very nice unsolicited feedback from quite a few people, not just about me, but just, Hey, thank you guys at, at promo corner for creating the content that you do. It's really, it really helps. And so ho- hopefully that's what we're doing. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I, it's funny you say that because I think, you know, you and I are doing some extra live stuff and, mm-hmm. and, and that's all good. Um, but I, you know, every once in a while you do go, oh man, I, what, what's next? But then you, yeah. but just like you have, I've gotten people who've reached out and said, thank you. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Well, I just thought I was being, what's the word you use? A yuck monkey. I thought I was yeah, just doing that. A yuck but, monkey. When, yeah. but if people are getting value out of it, that does make it. And that's the thing. I try to vary it up. So there's things that are, you know, like we're doing two unscripted a week now. I mean, that's really what but true. The unscripted we do here, which is our normal countdown unscripted, you know, the one we do every week is hopefully radically different than the one we did Tuesday night. You know, we're going to guess there. It's going to be a little looser and a little more, I don't know, just free flowing. So yeah, thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. You got one more topic uh, you want to, I got one, I got one real quick. Yeah, I got sure. one real quick. And then I think I, I have lost track of time. I don't know where we're no, at. We're, so let's make this one quick and then, yeah. Okay. 
Um, let's talk about Dr. Fauci since I brought him up earlier. Okay. He is a superstar in the promotional products industry. Did you realize that now? I, I didn't because know he's that. got we've got buttons with him on it, prayer candles, socks, t-shirts, and the Dr. Fauci bobblehead, nice. which is now in the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum. <laughs> I don't really want to talk about the Dr. Fauci bobblehead. I really don't care about that. I didn't know there was a National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum. I don't even know where it's at. Kirby, is that something that's necessary in the world, Doc, the, the National yes, Bobblehead 100%. Hall of Fame? Yes, 100%. Okay. And, okay. And, and now I have a new goal in life, yeah. is, is I believe we need unscripted bobbleheads that get us in the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame. That's now, I, I, I didn't realize that was a goal, but I just found out. Okay, so <laughs> anybody producing custom bobbleheads, you know, <laughs> a little love a little love cha-cha all, right. all right um awesome awesome all right kirby now is the time of the podcast where we talk about the promo person of the week dedicated to highlight the one person in the industry that's getting our attention making us take notice it is my week this week to pick so yep. i have i've done exactly that okay good <laughs> uh, this is a fairly easy one for me generally okay. I, I struggle with it um I think it's going to have to be Joel Moore, quite honestly, with okay. all the things he's doing with Promo Show. Um, I interviewed him last Thursday um, and, you know, working with him for, for our, uh, over three years now, I know Joel very well. He had this idea of putting together a virtual trade show for the industry. And I think he's had it for a long time. I think a lot of people have had that idea. And you and I talk a lot about how, ideas really don't have a lot of value. It's the execution right. behind them, right? That's why mm -hmm. you and I never worry about telling people our plans where we're going to do something. Yep. But he took the, you know, we, we talked about it on, on, a, on a Thursday. By Monday, it was fully functioning. He That's built crazy. it that quick. And he, he's still tinkering with it and, and making sure it's of value and making sure it's clean. And I, I, it's, it's an impressive and awe-inspiring thing to not only watch from afar but to work alongside with him on that and, and my my role in it is exquisitely minute um but he has done such a great job in taking an idea a kernel of an idea and bringing in something that's tangible and a lot of people are starting to find real value in. so my promo person of the week is joel moore from promo corner love that and, I, and i'm not I, sucking up to him because he's my boss it's really true yeah. No, I, I, I totally get that. I think that's a great one. And he's not my boss and I'm not sucking up to anybody, but it's a, it's a cool uh, concept that he put together. And I watched that interview. And one of the things that stood out to me is that he taught himself yeah. to code. Um, and that is super interesting to me and super interesting during this time when many of us are binging um, Netflix Mm -hmm. and drinking a lot more we can take take a, a lesson yeah. from mr yeah, joel need, and learn yeah, we need we need to cut down on the virtual happy hours people <laughs> whoa whoa or maybe we need to do them more i don't know one or the other all right kirby we are now at the segment dealer's choice yes it is your time and and i kirby these are my notes i'm putting them down I, I don't know what's coming up next that's right so you just said that we need to get rid of the virtual happy hours, right? No, I didn't say that. I just said there's a lot of them. It gets so it's overwhelming. So let's assume that yes. you're going to have a virtual happy hour. This is okay. Miller's choice. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Zoom virtual happy hour cocktail happy hour. Okay. 
okay. with celebrities. Okay. Tell me which one you would prefer to have a oh, Zoom so chat you, happy hour. So is it either or? So either I get, or. So let me make sure I understand the rules of this game. You're going to give me a, two choices. I just pick one, the first one that pops in my mind, and there's no wrong answers. Correct. Kirby, I okay. accept your challenge. All right. So Zoom, Zoom cocktail celebrity happy hours. Would you prefer to yeah. have a happy hour with Ryan Reynolds or Matthew McConaughey? Oh, Ryan Reynolds for days. Okay. Courtney Cox or Jennifer Aniston? Jennifer Aniston. It's a good choice. Jason Bateman or Robert Downey Jr.? <laughs> That's a tough one. I'm going to go Bateman on that one. That's who I would have predicted. Uh, David Lee Roth or Sammy Hagar? Hagar. Yeah, me too. Guy Fieri or Emeril Lagasse? I'll go the creepy Guy Fieri. And I think it's Fieri. <laughs> I never... Yeah. I, whatever. I, I, I'm going to go with Guy just because... As much of a clown as he is, I find him eminently likable. You know, he, he's kind of a caricature of himself. Um, yeah. And I do watch the guys' grocery games, stuff like that. He's eminently likable. He really yeah. is. So. Well, I, I, was, I was coming up with several of the celebrities. I'm not good with celebrities anyway. And I was like, wait a second, Bill likes cooking. I do like it. <laughs> I couldn't think of any. See, see the hard one would have, yeah, you could have said Alton Brown. Yep. Or Bobby Flay, and I would have been, oh, now that's tough. I'd, I'd go with Alton Brown on that one. Just yeah, so. I don't know who Alton Brown is. But. <laughs> Let me get some of my vodka here. <laughs> this that's is why ice. I struggle with this. <laughs> that's ice cold in my, my Tervis 20-ounce stainless steel uh, vessel. Really? I, I'm, okay, okay. Yeah, Alan Brown. Right, no idea. I'm sorry, I'm I'm flabbergasted. But you know what else I'm just elated by? What's that, Bill? They're good pals at Next Level. You know they want to create that tubular tee that offers the elevated fit made of that soft fabric, everyday function inspired by streetwear, skatewear, surfwear, and workwear. That 1800 unisex ideal heavyweight tee. You don't want to miss out on this one. It is really the new benchmark in streetwear fit workwear function. Head over to nextlevelapparel.com. You're not going to be sorry you did, Kirby. As always, thanks for recording this uh, cotton mask level podcast with me. Yeah. Cheers, man. Bye. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.